and I was following everything out of Lansing. Our good friend Tim Stout from Stout on Sports Now, he has his radio show, which is heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m., the same place uh, that you can hear the huge show weeknights tape delayed at 6 p.m. in Lansing. And also he's the sports co-director, Channel 10 in Lansing, so I assume their newsroom uh, was extremely active uh, all night long and still is, and Tim is standing by from Lansing. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Bill. You never know. Day to day to day, right? It's a different world. <laughs> you never know from one day to the next what's going to be front and center on your plate. You know that as well as anybody. Yeah, and I was looking at the website for Channel 10 uh, in Lansing, and they had some audio, I assume, probably from your radio show this morning uh, about Stout on Sports Live and Spartan Strong and you're getting ready to go on air at 10. You know, you're 51 years in the business and broadcasting. Uh, you're a fixture. You've seen everything uh, you would have thought uh, in Lansing. Uh, what was it like preparing uh, for that show? And what was your show like today on the game 730 a.m.? Well, it's you know, it's funny, Bill, in a way, last night, you know, you get older, you get tired. So, I mean, I was at home dozing off. And I think she was watching the History Channel and her phone went off with a text from her brother in Tucson, Arizona, followed quickly with a text for her from my sister in Massachusetts. What in the world is going on at Michigan State University, blah, blah, blah. And then they texted back, and I looked at her. I said, I don't know what they're talking about. But eventually you could tell that there was something up, and I switched over you know, to our channel and to CNN, and then, of course, it all unfolded. So that was, I don't know, 9 o'clock, whatever it was. So as we got later into the evening, I said to her, how in the world am I going to do this tomorrow? And on 9-11, when it, in, in, uh, in 2001, 9-11, the show was on at noon. And I remember that morning we had a meeting with a minor league baseball team to partner up with them with a television station. And even though the first plane had hit, we started the meeting. But then when we were in the meeting, there was a monitor in our room. And the second plane hit, and everybody looked at everybody and said, we're going to have to go our separate ways. This is too big a deal because we had our management there. And our program director on radio called me right away. And he said, well, you're going to be preempted today because we're just going to carry the network news feed of continuing coverage, which I fully understand. And I thought last night, I wonder if that's going to be the way tomorrow. But what worried me more was up until midnight, that shooter had not been apprehended. And I said to my wife, how in the world am I going to be able to do some kind of radio show if there's someone that dangerous loose in the area and we're supposed to keep updating on, we got shots here, we got you know casualties there, blah, 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 the whole deal. So when it came in shortly after midnight that not only had he been taken out of commission and was dead and they're all clear had been sounded i said to her at least now tomorrow with this thing you know in terms of no longer in a lockdown situation we can figure this thing out so yeah bill our 30th anniversary show is march 8th and we haven't had a show quite like that before so what do you do and i just told people i said look what's everybody talking about today there's a time to go argue about baseball and spring training and the basketball rankings and the seating and all there's a time for that but you know now let's see where this goes we had a couple of our regular guests you know that chipped in and so on and so forth so was it somber? Yes. Was it to the subject? Yes. And I usually think in stories like this, it, you cannot be criticizing anybody. It's already tough enough. And I do think sincerely that the uh, that the work of the of law enforcement, the first responders, 
the doctors at Sparrow Hospital, the Michigan State University spokespeople. I can't believe how well they were organized, how well they have been organized, how transparent they've been, how reassuring they have been in extremely difficult times, because nobody gets really practiced at this sort of thing. Nobody. And, you know, all the news stations are going on forever. CNN, Fox, they're all on top of the thing and all that. So, you know, in my thousand years around Michigan State, as I thought about it more and more through the day-to-day, I thought, you know, for as big a place as this is with 50,000 students plus faculty plus staff, it's almost amazing to me that more incidents like this in some way, shape, or form have not occurred with all those massive football crowds, basketball crowds, hockey crowds, whatever. Thank heaven. And uh, so maybe inevitably there was something to this extent to happen. And as awful as it is, it's the world we live in today. I I just don't see this stuff changing. But I think there are a lot of good people in the world and a lot of good people around here between last night and at this moment have done a phenomenal job of trying to rein this thing in and keep it from getting worse than what it has been, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and I believe, and we've seen it already, uh, when you you mentioned 9-11 and it changed the way we fly, security, everything after that. Uh, these shootings that we're seeing in schools on campus last night in Michigan State. Have you seen it at high schools where some schools have metal detectors before you go in? MSU could be a closed campus where you're only getting on campus if you're a student or if you're a faculty member or if you're part of um, you know the employment team. That's the only way you're getting on. They'll have a closed campus. You'll have you know, sporting events you mentioned, how long before everyone's walking through doing the same security you do to get into a Lions game, which they mostly do now at, you know, Big Ten uh, football games. But that's just, well, you know, safety first. It might be an inconvenience, might cost you an extra 15, 20 minutes getting in the door, but that's the world we live in today. Well, the Breslin Center now has enough uh, metal detectors that, to me, are reminiscent of the airlines. I mean, and you're and you're there you go. twice in the Bres in the they already they've had that in there for a couple of years at Mon Arena. I was just there the other night. You know, they scan the ticket. You can't take a bag in there. And when you get in there, they want you to open your coat. Now, look, I, I think it's extremely primitive. You know, I think if you're hell-bent to go ahead and cause some kind of chaos, there are a lot of different ways that you can do it anywhere in the world. I mean, it can be in a church. It can be in a restaurant. It can be in a town square. It can be anywhere, right? Um, and Michigan State has so many buildings. that have, You know, there's so many buildings. And many of them already are locked at different times. The other day, I was supposed to go do an interview at the Breslin Center. The place was locked tighter in a vault, and the only way we got in was that someone was coming out. So, you know, the door opens, they're coming out, and then we slide in behind them. And it's a shame that it has come to that. But to your point, I mean, my wife, my wife, when she was teaching elementary school, I used to waltz in there anytime I wanted and say hi to the kids and all that. Now, for the last five, six, seven years since she's retired, it is literally armed. It is shut down. It is locked. I don't care if you're a parent. The only ones that are getting in there are law enforcement, unless there is a reason for someone outside the faculty or the school or the kids to get in there. It's a shame it's come to that, but 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 what do you do? I, I mean, is it worth it? It ha- I guess it has to be worth it. 
And then you have something like this that gets this kind of attention. And that, you know, the other thing, Bill, is it must put a tremendous amount of fear in parents with their kids. You know, this was at Okemos High School last week, and it was a hoax. But the trauma from that has been enormous for so many people. The trauma from this at Michigan State, you can only imagine how many girlfriends, boyfriends, brothers, sisters, grandparents, aunts, uncles, nieces, professors who knew all these people, let alone those that managed to get away. I'm told that there were a number of injuries getting out of Berkey Hall last night, people stumbling down dark stairways, people stumbling over each other. It's just those numbers have not come out yet. So when you see the stats, as you mentioned, three dead, five injured, okay, that sounds like it's kind of contained. But for the number of other people in so many ways, at the hospital last night, they had way more staff members come in on their own and volunteer to help, but they had to send some of them home because, frankly, they did not need as many as they had. They had foreign surgery and one they were debating. The last I heard, those five are hanging in there today as best they can, and they are students. So being younger, maybe that gives them a better shot. it's, It's discouraging. There's no question about it. It's discouraging, and I think it's too bad for a place like Michigan State. There's a lot of good that comes out of Michigan State, but incidents like this, of course, give people cause to wonder. And, of course, the assailant here had absolutely nothing to do with Michigan State, and whether the motive of this is ever going to be learned, who knows. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports on the Game, 7.30 a.m. on the radio in Lansing, weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Huge show airs tape delayed Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. on the Game, 7.30 a.m. And also you can see Tim on TV on News 10 in the Lansing area. Timmy, uh, thank you for your thoughts. My best to you and your family, and we'll talk soon. Okay, Bill, good to talk to you. Hang in there, talk to you soon.